Welcome to the Soul Talks podcast, where we equip pastors, leaders, and other men and women in ministry to thrive with Jesus in their life and leadership. Now let's join Bill and Christy Galtier, doctors in psychology, spiritual directors, and founders of Soul Shepherding. We're just about to start the new year as we're broadcasting here, and we're going to talk about how to re-soul through the apprentice prayer that is the basis of our book, Your Best Life in Jesus' Easy Yoke. And the term resoul is actually in the Bible. You might not know that idea, but it's a, a wording for renewal. And it comes out of the life of David. And as we know, David had a lot of hard times that he went through in his life uh, for many years and in a particularly difficult time when he and his people, uh, this is before he was uh, king, he and his people were plundered by an enemy at Ziklag, and his men were talking of stoning him to death, and he was greatly distressed. But the Bible says that he strengthened himself in the Lord his God, 1 Samuel 30, verse 6. So this is really an important point in the life of David, and it's right before uh, he does become king over Israel and the greatest king in Israel's history. So it was a, a tremendous uh, turning point in David's life and illustrates his great strength that he, as a leader, that he knew how to strengthen his soul in the Lord. And then uh, later, this is while he was king, a number of years later, he went through a situation where Shimei cursed him and threw stones and dirted him as he walked by. And David, instead of cursing Shimei back or killing him, which he could have easily done with all the power he had, he returned his cursings with blessings, and but that took a toll on him, and so the Bible says that he refreshed himself, and the literal meaning of that word refreshed is that David re-sold. That's 2 Samuel 16, 14. So this is a skill that we all can learn, and that is to strengthen our soul or to re-soul in the Lord, and we're going to be talking about how the apprentice prayer is a tool for that. We're sharing with you really one of our best tools, uh, certainly has been for my life, and we love teaching on this as well, and it's called The Apprentice Prayer, and we've done a podcast on this before. It's been a few years, but if you look back uh, in our archives, back to January 2017, one of our early podcasts, we have a title there, Renew Your Life in The Apprentice Prayer, and uh, this opens our book, Your Best Life in Jesus' Easy Yoke, because it comes out of my story of being a burned out pastor and counselor and needing to be resold and it tells the story of how the Lord did that in my life as I learned to strengthen myself in the Lord and in the, uh, of course in the scriptures and relationships that the Lord provided me and came into a, a great spiritual renewal for my life that ultimately uh, Christy uh, you joined me in and we were blessed to start the soul shepherding ministry. And so this prayer is very uh, dear uh, to both of us. Uh, it's been very powerful for our lives. Gosh, we've been praying it for uh, well over 10 years now. And many people, hundreds, thousands of people have prayed this prayer with us. Even, even whole churches have gone through the process of praying the apprentice prayer and the easy yoke journey. And so one story uh, is a, a, with a lead pastor that I helped some time ago who was having a, a church conflict, and it was a very difficult situation for him. And he had uh, read our Easy Oak book and done an Easy Oak group with uh, uh, some people in his church and really took to the whole, the whole journey and, and the disciplines. 
breath prayers and, and the different tools that are in there for dealing with stress and anxiety. And so he memorized the prayer. He had Siri. He spoke it into his phone and had Siri repeat the prayer to him uh, while he was driving. And then he came into a really difficult situation where there was a conflict. It was very unforeseen and uh, with someone on staff, and it, it threatened this whole church because it got into the, the elder board room, and it was a very scary time for him. He was, he was very anxious, and, and he was angry about feeling mistreated and was quite uh, tempted to sort of power up and, and uh, uh, fix this situation and uh, rectify his, his leadership but instead of taking that route, he was because he was praying the apprentice prayer, he took the path of submission to the Lord and abandoning outcomes to God, like we teach in our book. And he just kept repeating the prayer to himself, and he brought that mentality into conflict resolution discussions with this person and in, in meetings with the elders. And because he handled it with uh, prayerfulness and grace and humility and generosity— like uh, King David, uh, in the scriptures that we just read, he blessed the one who cursed him, and he was able to have empathy for uh, the different people in this situation. And so that really helped him uh, ride through the storm, in a sense, in his leadership to win the day, because his elders and the other leaders in the church saw him in a very pastoral way, instead of reacting to the injustice and the, the stress and conflict with with anger or judgment or trying to control things, which should be very understandable. You know, we're, we all have those sorts of feelings and can react that way. But because of the inner work that he had been doing and the training in the Soul Shepherding Institute that he had done, he was able to really stay the course with, uh, in the Lord's presence and with peace and joy. And so the Lord redeemed it and worked it for good for him and his leadership. And that same, that applies to, you know, you're listening, whatever it is that you're going through, a family conflict or uh, some stressful situation, something in your business, something in your church or ministry, we're, we're so tempted to do in image management or to overwork or please people or try to make things happen. But if we, if we go through the apprentice prayer, it's just this simple principle of, okay, my life is Jesus's school of discipleship for teaching me. And so it's accepting the, the situations that we're in, not that we don't try to uh, do our best to improve things, of course we do, but we look to the Lord as sovereign and we say, okay, Lord, what are you showing me here? Uh, how is this an opportunity for me to, to go through this situation with Jesus and becoming more like Jesus and to be a loving person and as we take that demeanor of, of submission and trust and worshiping God and being prayerful, it helps us to do what we do uh, in an easy yoke, a uh, peaceful way, a loving way, and that gives God more room to work. Really appreciate what you're saying here, Bill, and want to let our listeners know that this prayer is not, it's not just uh, like an incantation. It's not just like, special words that you say and something good's going to happen to you. That's not the purpose of the apprentice prayer. It's not rote words that you would memorize and say kind of mindlessly. It's about, it's a tool for helping us really to enthrall our minds with Jesus. That's one of the things that I really appreciate about the apprentice prayer. It helps me in the morning when I wake up and I'm kind of 
groggy or I'm tempted to distract it, to focus and to just pray these opening words in the Jesus prayer, Jesus, I love you. And it's like I'm reminding myself, Jesus is here. I love him. And I'll, I'll stop on that and I'll cultivate that love for Jesus. Again, I'll, I'll warm my heart up in love for Jesus, remind myself. Sometimes I'll picture um, Jesus in the gospels and some of the things, you know, that where we, we see his goodness and his love and remind myself of that. Or I'll think about ways that I've experienced his love to cultivate that love. And then I'll Pray, Father, I adore you. And there again, I'll, I'll stop and I'll think about what a blessing it is, God the Father, and, and who he is and what he is to me and what a joy to be his child and to be able to call him Abba. And just to, once again to help enthrall me with God the Father and appreciate his, his presence in my life. And then, Holy Spirit, I rely on you. And the gift of that in every moment in the day I'm going into, that I can rely on Holy Spirit with me. One of the names for the Holy Spirit is helper. And I need help. <laughs> and so remembering that, that God is my help, that his, his very power and presence is with me to help me throughout the day. All those things are so key to me. And that's just the beginning line of the prayer. But the purpose of it isn't to just pray it real quickly and, okay, I prayed it, or I said these words and now I'm covered for the day or <laughs> something like that. But it's to engage our hearts and our mind, to jumpstart us in our prayers. Yeah, you're praying it meditatively. You're, you're reflecting on the words and you're making the words your own. And in fact, so like I memorized the prayer and I, I prayed it uh, every day, seven years, uh, but not necessarily always word for word. I would do what you're doing. I would stop in places, and sometimes it'd be worded a little differently. And and uh, currently, my memorization of it isn't as exact as it used to be. And so I'm mostly just praying it with the, the principles that are in there right. and uh, going deep with those. Yes. Yeah. I don't worry about getting all the words right either. It's about the principles here that I am an apprentice to Jesus. And the intentionality of that, I want to look to Jesus to teach me, that my whole life is a school for that. It's another perspective of remembering, okay, in everything today, even these hard things these, that I don't want to deal with, you know, I'm going to show up looking to Jesus to be teaching me, to be growing me. Uh, nothing has to be wasted. Yeah, and it helps us to take this mentality, the, the line in the prayer where we ask uh, the Father to ordain the events of our day and use them to make me more like Jesus. And uh, praying, you know, I trust you, Lord, that you are, you are sovereign. There's a, just a, there's a great relief and rest that can come when we uh, remind ourselves and appreciate that the Lord God is sovereign. He doesn't cause everything that happens. Obviously, we live in a war spiritually, and there's a, there's a devil, and there's evil, and uh, even within our own selves, we, we have uh, sin and ways we, ways we disconnect from God. And so we, uh, we, we need help in this battle, and God's not causing all of that stuff. But over superseding overall that, he's in charge and he's working good out of things. And so that's really helpful to remind ourselves of that, that God has not fallen asleep. And any trouble that I'm experiencing right now, any distress, uh, there is something good going on that God is doing in the midst of that. And then this phrase here of that, you know, we're praying 
your will, your way, your time, Lord. In every situation, abandoning the outcomes to God. And that helps, too, to identify where I'm, my will is not in line with God's will or where I'm not submitted to his will and to reorient again and to remind me that I, I, I can do this and I can submit myself and, and even my loved ones to God and trust in his sovereign love. And so this is a tool for dealing with stress and anxiety. We uh, uh, have found over the years uh, in our work as therapists that so often uh, stress and anxiety comes down to controlling things. We're trying to control uh, our image, uh, what people think about us, uh, our, our success, accomplishments, our, our money, our kids, uh, and all these sorts of things. And that is really stressful, trying to control things that we really don't have control over. And when we put the burden of outcomes on our own back, it's like, well, that's, you know, God's in charge of that. And to uh, take the posture of an apprentice, a student, a learner, a disciple of Jesus, uh, a creature, God is the creator, and let, let God be the sovereign Lord and trust that even in, in situations that are unfavorable for me, there is still wonderful things that God is doing and will do, and uh, I want to tap into that. I also appreciate just the intentionality in the prayer, too. I want to be all and only for Jesus line. And there again, as I pray that line, it it's a check for me. Well, do I want that? Is that really what I want? If not, why? What's What's going to skew in my soul? Where do I need to resoul so that I realize, oh, no, that really is the abundant life. That really is the good life, and sometimes I need to to reorient to that. That's so. my favorite line in the prayer because I see Ray Ortland's shining face as he said that to me over lunch. Uh, he said, "Bill, be all and only for Jesus," and it just really warmed my heart and activated me. Yes, he's articulating the the desire of my life uh, and affirming that. And he lived that way. He lived with that that joy in Jesus. And, uh, yeah, be all and only for Jesus. That's like Paul in Philippians 3. I count everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. So good. And then I think this line, today I depend on you, Holy Spirit, not my own resources, just that reminder that there is more than just my flesh, just just what I see, just physical reality, the resources that I think, that reminding me that I live in God's world, where his, his power is more real and is greater than the things that I tend to distrust and, and see as being available to me. It extends my faith. And so these are some themes that help us to resoul to strengthen ourselves in the Lord as we deal with the challenges of life and family and work and church and ministry and to uh, embrace those as opportunities for our, our growth and grace. So I've, I've been so appreciative of this prayer. It's been so helpful to me and to my soul. And so I'm glad that we are reminding our listeners of this opportunity and encouraging them as they face this new year, as they go into the new year, they don't, they're not alone. It's not, they're not on their own. It's not up to them. 
God wants to do good things in your life uh, this new year or whenever you're listening to this podcast. And this is a great way to do it. It is to take the posture of an apprentice of Jesus in the Father's world. So let's do that in, in closing. This is the apprentice prayer from Your Best Life in Jesus' Easy Yoke. Jesus, I love you. Father, I adore you. Holy Spirit, I rely on you. Lord Jesus, I seek to live as your apprentice in all that I do today. My life is your school for teaching me. I relinquish my agenda for this day, and I submit myself to you in your kingdom purposes. In all things today, I pray your will, your way, your time. Dear Father, I ask you to ordain the events of this day and use them to make me more like Jesus. I trust you, Sovereign Lord, not to let anything happen to my family or me today except it passes through your loving hands. So no matter what problems, hardships, or injustices I face today, help me not to worry or get frustrated, but instead to relax in the yoke of your providence. Yes, today I will rejoice because I am in your eternal kingdom. You love me and you are teaching me. My Lord, I devote my whole self to you. I want to be all and only for Jesus. Today, I seek to love you with all my heart, all my soul, all my mind, all my strength, and all my relationships. Today, I depend on you, Holy Spirit, not my own resources. Help me to keep in step with you. Today, I look to love others as you love me, dear God, blessing everyone I meet, even those who mistreat me. Today, I'm ready to lead people to follow you, Jesus. Amen. Christy and I are blessed to have you in our Soul Talks community. This podcast is sponsored by Soul Shepherding, which is a nonprofit ministry. And we help pastors and missionaries and all kinds of leaders to thrive with Jesus in their life and in their ministry. And we do that through resources like this podcast, also our spiritual direction and coaching services, and different ways that we train people uh, in their life and leadership uh, to be healthy in their faith and in their feelings uh, and their intimacy with God. And we especially do that through our institute and our spiritual direction certificate program, but also as we go out to visit to churches and mission groups, uh, which we, we love to do. So your donations help to uh, subsidize this ministry. Most of our revenue comes through donations. So we really appreciate your consideration and your prayers uh, and uh, donations to Soul Shepherding. Also, whenever you purchase a resource or a service, that revenue goes into the same place that helps this ministry to keep going and growing as we follow Jesus together, reaching uh, more and more pastors and missionaries and other leaders who are reaching literally hundreds, thousands of people with the gospel of Jesus and doing that in a way that they are, are healthy in their faith and in their feelings and in their relationships. Thanks so much. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit us at soulshepherding.org.